Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. your decision to issue a dispersal order um, while they were peacefully protesting in front of the uh, police station, what what led to you to issue a dispersal order and then on the back end of that 10-minute dispersal order, then to issue out uh, CO2 canisters and gas uh, for the crowd? So, Can you talk to us about yeah, that? Just so everybody's clear, I was front and, front and center at the protest, at the, at the riot. Um, we did not... There was no riot. So I was, we were being, the officers that were putting themselves in harm's way were being pelted with frozen cans of pop. They were being pelted with concrete blocks. And yes, we had our helmets on and we had other protection gear, but an officer was injured, hit in the head with a brick. brick. That was a Hennepin County deputy. He was transported to the hospital. So we had to make decisions. We had to disperse the crowd because we can't allow our officers to be harmed. And I've already answered the question, I believe, about your lighting. I know that's a that's a big deal with you, and I understand that, but I thought I'd explain that myself. So that is, I told you it's my decision, and that's why I made that decision. Well, is there another the question? Like yes, ma'am. I mean, there's room sense. I can feel it. Yes, ma'am. Uh, if you look just now, I'm going to try to sort of stand in the street a little bit. You look there. Now you can see. Now you can see. see Y'all be twisting up the story. You want to talk to me? Do you want to talk to me? Okay, cool. Don't take my mic. No, we're cool. Okay. What is your? What's your name? What's my name? My name is my name. All right. So tell me what you think about what's going on here. What I think about this is all the press and all the extra shit y'all do makes this worse. You think so? Yes. When people want to protest, they shouldn't do it in front of a fucking police. This, yeah, courthouse. Shit like that. You get what the fuck I'm saying? I want you to be careful. I want you to be careful. I really of do. What? Of anything that can of hit what? you. Of anything that can hit you. Look at of all the stuff. What? Of this. Of what? Of this. Do it look like I'm scared? No, you don't. Do it you look don't. like I'm scared? You don't. You don't. Exactly. Y'all need to get up out of here with all that twisting up the media ass shit. Okay. Real shit. You don't know me, but we're going to get to know each other. That's You're what gonna we're going to get to know do. each other. Yes, huh? we are. The police chief today calling the shooting, quote, an accidental discharge. The family tonight outraged a curfew now in place following protests and clashes with police. And Stephanie, I know the governor tonight announcing a curfew uh, in the Twin Cities metro area. They're bracing for more protests. Yes, David, and you can already see a large crowd of protesters gathered outside the Brooklyn Center Police Department behind me. That curfew does go into effect tonight from 7 o'clock this evening until 6 o'clock tomorrow morning in multiple cities, including Minneapolis and right here in Brooklyn Center. And police tell us that communities will see an increased presence of the Minnesota National Guard and other law enforcement. 
violent protests. National Guard troops are sent into Minneapolis as a curfew is in place. The city on edge tonight. So we're going to begin tonight with breaking news. The state of Minnesota is on edge and bracing for another night of protests after the police shooting of a black man just a few miles from where former officer Derek Chauvin is on trial for killing George Floyd. Well, tonight, the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul are under states of emergency, and the governor has imposed a 7 o'clock curfew for surrounding cities. Wright's killing sparked a night of chaos just 10 miles from where former officer Derek Chauvin is on trial for the murder of George Floyd. Protesters confronted police who responded with flashbangs and tear gas. As local businesses were also looted. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry declared a state of emergency and the governor set a 7 p.m. curfew for the entire city. The police chief saying the officer mistook her gun for her taser, calling the shooting accidental. The outrage, protesters clashing with police, a state of emergency declared, a curfew ordered, and the National Guard on alert. You'll see for yourself in a moment, and I'll caution you, it is hard to watch. Meantime, the community bracing for another night of protests and unrest. Hundreds of protesters took to the streets outraged. Marching to the Brooklyn Center Police. Within three days, but you don't get an approval, you can just buy the gun anyway. That's correct, and that's a big, big problem. Uh, in the case of Charleston, and we nicknamed it uh, that loophole, the Charleston loophole, because the Charleston situation, Emmanuel Amy Church, nine poor souls worshiping, uh, doing their Bible study, welcoming uh, a stranger into their midst. And that's what the Bible tells us uh, that we ought to be all about as Christians. They welcome this gentleman in. He sat there, studied for an hour. And then when they closed their eyes to say the closing prayer, he murdered nine of them trying to start a race war. Well, the investigation revealed that he got the gun after three days, though they discovered that some information was wrong. The question is, did he give the wrong information intentionally, or did somebody miscue something? So at the end of the three days, he went back, he got the gun. What we're saying, we're trying to close this loophole, give the investigators time uh, to do their work. It is determined that 90% of all gun purchases are approved within seconds, but another 97% are approved within the three-day period. 3% fall outside of that three-day period. And what we have found is in that 3%, a lot of people, the vast majority of that 3%, are people who get the guns, who are not them, who are not qualified to have them. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 14th of April, year of our Lord, 2021. Yeah. I'm not going to go super in-depth in this this stuff. You know, I, I'm kind of starting to think for my show so I can actually make points. Start doing this more. Only the important stuff is what I'm going to talk about. And that's... Not important stuff. This is just another one of those moments where the media is lying. Just lying. They're making something that wasn't. It's tragic. It's incompetence. It's not an accidental discharge. There's no such thing as an accidental discharge. It's a negligent discharge. She fucked up. 
but to make it what it is and once again go through all the rigmarole and every network, just not the big ones. Uh, here's Geraldo and Dan Bondingo. Oh, okay, a couple of things on this. You know, Geraldo's perfectly entitled to an opinion. You know, just because you weren't a police officer doesn't mean you can't comment on policing issues. I always hate when liberals say that about us. But, you know, whatever, going to dinner with a police CEO captain um, doesn't... uh, No, I'm not suggesting you are. I'm just saying that... You know, you oh, don't, don't understand don't, don't police. Don't start minimizing because, my experience. Oh, Haroldo, can you shut up for two seconds? I'm a half a century uh, Listen, uh, Haroldo, well, I'm not, not, tra- not when you, you just be quiet you try to second? undermine the foundation uh, of my Haroldo, experience. Haroldo, I'm an expert witness tonight. Just Haroldo, keep talking. Let, let, whatever, let him Haroldo. talk, then we'll let you go, let guys go back and forth. I'm, I'm tired of this guy. He never shuts up. Dan, He's always got something to say. Go back to your statement. Go. Now, again, as I was saying, he's entitled to an opinion. He's not entitled to a certain set of facts. You don't know anything about actual policing if you haven't done it. Saying or suggesting, you know, you can relate to the experience of police officers, you can't. I'm not suggesting what happened yesterday wasn't a tragedy. It was, obviously. There's a dead young man who's never going to take another breath of oxygen again in his life. We don't have all the facts on this. We know she said taser. It appears appears to be a mistake and a fatal one. But we have a process for that. And just injecting race into this, Geraldo, which you do on these police issues constantly, when you have none of the data, you have no evidence whatsoever, there's a racial component to this. Don't you have an argument to make that doesn't concern me? I'm not making you the issue. I'm responding to your dopey comments. You have no idea that there's a racial undertone to this at all. And you're saying, oh, black parents oh, have to really? worry because they're no black kids. You have no data undertone? to back that up at all. 20-year-old black You're kids? just further inflaming the situation. And the country will burn to the ground because of people like you who say dumb things like that with no evidence to back it up. How about people like you that don't credit the humanity of half the country? They are they are I, running really? scared and they're scared of cops. And I, it doesn't Why? matter that we love Why? cops Why? or that blue lives Why? matter or that they're the thin Why? line between civilization Why are they and scared anarchy. Of cops? What Stop matters? pontificating Why? What? and produce some actual data. You're a reporter, right? Because here's Why a 20 year old kid. A 20 year old kid has an expired registration. He ends up dead in the, in the yeah, same town where George Floyd was asphyxiated by a brutal cop's knee on his neck. So by I mean, those incidents, Dan, don't you, see you the, as a reporter, you've ex- wait, wait, hold on. By those two incidents, you've extrapolated as a reporter data that every because black child in America apart. should be afraid of the police. And that's rational to you. That's rational? Explain talk that to, reason, talk to the Talk to the mothers. Talk to the mothers of African Americans. See, you're doing the emotional you thing again. Happened? You can't you produce think, facts. You think all of this you can never produce facts. You think all of this Ever. rage, all of this rage, Black Lives Matter, you think that all this happened, blue, defund the police, all this happened because of some fanciful liberal notion? It didn't. It well, happened although, because it would be nice if you could actually produce some data to back any of this up, rather than citing a Marxist group like Black Lives Matter, who calls out wait, for wait, uh, wait, what do we what's want your dead fact? cops? When what's do we your want fact? Them now? What's, what, 
What what fact? What well, fact my, my are you facts preaching are about I just now. read on my show the other day a DOJ study where they actually interviewed victims, and the amount of police activity was proportional to the crime committed. It had nothing to do with the race at all. Those are facts. You should try them sometime, rather than trying to burn the country down with your racial rhetoric due to this tragic oh, will accident you stop yesterday. It? You, you have no you, evidence to back you, it up. You. Your whole, you just don't your like whole that. You can never produce is any to data. attack me. Your whole routine no. is to attack me rather yeah, than because dealing you're constantly with the fact wrong. that black people and it's, are and more it's fearful easy of to because you're wrong. Yeah, because you're wrong. You don't actually have any data to back it up. I'm not attacking you. You're on a national show doing what you do, trying to incite some kind of racial uh, strife in the and country. What are you I stopped it there because I, I, it, it's what they want. This is... Really, what we're in now is the biggest culture war ever. And before I get into the stories, you know, I watched a lot of Tucker Carlson today with a couple individual. One guy, J.D. Vance, was in the elite status, but now he's conservative. I watched another one who's a professor. We did the uh, Wilfred Riley one. You know, I, I think we're getting this wrong. Britt Hume was on last night with, with Tucker Carlson. And his thing was, all these companies, there's a story we have in here today we'll cover, uh, 100 companies getting together to stop voting laws. And his interpretation is, well, it's because they're afraid of regulation, they're afraid of where this is going. The Twitter mob will take them out, the Democrats will punish them because they know how fascist, he didn't say it, those are my words, the Democrats are. They're just fascists. They will punish everybody for power. And... I think he's wrong. I don't think it is. I think they see this as a way for them to get power. I think corporations and Democrats have come together. The summer showed us. They all supported the rioting. Let it all get trashed. Insurance companies even supported Why would they give a fuck? They underinsure all these businesses, so they're not going to pay out. And it doesn't matter. Fuck them. They're just black-owned businesses or Latino-owned businesses or they're inner-city businesses. So fuck those people. Because none of this is really about minorities. They, they don't care. It, it's just a pandering thing. And with what they're doing, they know blacks, Chinese, gay, transgender. You're just a means to an end. The end as Latino. It's Latino. They're going to change the electorate to 30 million. All those people will be loyal voters because, hey, you just gave me free everything. I'd vote for you to give me free everything and a house and a car and $17,000 for fucking COVID, even though you weren't even in the country. You just showed up like New York. I mean, I'd do that. And during the summer and COVID, businesses went along with all the lockdowns. Because what did it do? It destroyed all their fucking competition. There is no mom and pops anymore rivaling. Walmart got more powerful. Amazon got more powerful. All these businesses got more powerful because the, the writing's been on the wall forever. As they used to tell me when I worked at U.S. Calvary, Brick and mortar ain't the future. Future's internet. We we could save all sorts of money. We just need a big old warehouse and a bunch of people and minimum wage going and picking it. And we don't have to pay for the lights. We don't have to pay for the shipping. We don't have to pay for anything. So they got their customers. And in the case of Amazon and Walmart, what are you going to do? 
they know the majority of the people that shop at Walmart and a large chunk of people that shop at Amazon. They're conservatives. They don't believe in critical race theory, as we'll see today. They don't believe in defunding the police because 80% of blacks believe that. That's Vox poll. Literally, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? COVID and the Democrats have ensured that all these hundred businesses never have to worry about their bottom line because they put everybody out of business. It was a perfect storm. So, of course, they rode with the Dems to get elected, and now they're going to suck the Dems' asses. So they don't get regulations. They don't get taxed to death. I mean, they got people, Bezos, well, we'll pay some more money. Why? Why would they care? They've made more money in the last year than they've ever made. Thanks to the Democrats. So, yeah, this is just another way to control. It's a tragic incident. The kids shouldn't have been shot. But to... Cliff note it. I didn't use Cliff notes as a kid, but I'm just going to do it. He was a thug. He disrespected the police, did not do what they told him to do, broke away and tried to drive off. That's on him. All this, oh, the cops are so horrible. All the shit we've heard that I'm not even playing because we're just going to cliff note it of, oh, you got pulled over for an air freshener and driving black. No, he had an expired license. He had wants and warrants because he didn't appear because he got released without bail because he's black. So he says, fuck it. If you're not going to charge me anything and I'm not going to pay for anything, why should I even come back? That's their whole criminal reform. That's their immigration. <laughs> Hell, they're not even giving them summons now. They just say, come on in. It's like hee-haw up in this bitch. If he did what he was told to do, he wouldn't be dead. And I'm not even playing the officer. Is it fucked up? Sure is. But the moment a commissioned first lieutenant in the United States Army gets pulled over, ignores the lights and sirens and drives a minute and a half to a lighted area because for some reason he forgot his oath to the nation and now has the oath to BLM and believes all that bullshit. Driving with black, while black, I'm going to get killed by the cops. Bullshit. And then sits there and ignores him, argues with them, live streams it. Eat that fucking pepper spray. Because you guess what, boys and girls? This Frumpy, fat-ass white guy would get pepper sprayed if I did everything he did. You could be a motherfucking Martian! When you drive away from the cops, it becomes a different stop. It's not the cordial stop. It's the felony stop. Not because you've committed a felony, but that's what their training is. If you're going to avoid the police, then you must be a bad guy. You could possibly have warrants, and the cops need to protect themselves. You made it. See, it's the consequences. We don't want to talk about consequences, responsibility for your action. You make a move, 
This is what happens. There's an action and reaction. And in every one of these cases that we talk about, not one pundit comes on TV and goes, well, uh, he would have just fucking done what he was told. He wouldn't have got shot. If he went and driven a minute and a half, live streamed, argued with the police, refused to get out of the car in the case of the black lieutenant, he wouldn't have got pepper sprayed. He wouldn't have got put on the ground. He wouldn't have got cuffed. His action, their reaction. That's why every time I get pulled over, hands on steering wheel. Notify him, I have a weapon. And you know what? They never yank me out of the car. They don't pepper spray me. They don't throw me on the ground. They don't frisk me. They don't search the car. It's not because I'm white. It's because my action denoted their reaction. If you act like an asshole, you get treated like a fucking asshole. But in our current media, Democrat, corporate world, asshole is what they want. Non-asshole is not what they want. I mean, seeing how the meat, they canceled Gutfeld on Fox to watch more rioting. That's what they did. Because even the media's in on it. The ratings suck because Trump's gone. So my brother Matt sent me something. Let me finish this off. We're going to hit this section uh, internet-wise in a second. Because I want to do some more finer points. But this is the upfront clip clip note. Uh, Here's a cop talking about how you can do this fuck-up of non-lethal and lethal. Ah, shit, I lost it. I deleted the file. I have a different one that he sent me, and we'll we'll put that one in. So let's get to a couple things up front. Let's go back to Fox News. Fox News. SCOTUS ruling that California must allow prayer meetings of private residents was only five to four. Roberts dissent, yet the media will tell you with a straight face it's six three conservative majority. By five to four, the Supreme Court lifts California COVID restrictions. Four justices, including one nominated by a GOP president, believe that the government can stop you from having a meeting and praying. My best point in why I'm doing it is Kagan dissenting. The law does not require that the state equally treat apples and watermelons. One replied, Justice Kagan go fuck herself with both apples and watermelons for all I care. That's what they think of Christians. I'm not even going to read it. It's so fucking long. I'm not. I'm just going to. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. The fucking First Amendment is about speech, but it's about religion. To cliff note this shit for the Supreme Court, Congress shall make no respect, no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridge the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievance. As they've done with weapons, our media and the Democrat fucking fascist have decided, well, we're just going to scrub out all the important shit. And the reason they wrote it, because they came here to have free religion. And we're just going to go straight to 
fucking press and assemble. They don't even do speech anymore. Their whole purpose is to say, you can't say something. Because they're fucking wordsmiths. We got a lot of wordsmithing today. We're just wordsmithing. Changing the name of infrastructure. But if you think it's just religion, it isn't just religion. Listen to this lump of shit talk about how they're going to get just conservatives to get vaccinated. Also investing $3 billion to states and community-based organizations to strengthen vaccine confidence in the highest risk and hardest hit communities. And often people uh, think of that as just black and brown communities, and that is not. As you've noted, that is also conservative communities, white evangelicals. It's a range of communities around the country. What we found to be most effective is to work with these local organizations. So faith-based organizations, community health organizations, civic leaders, and others who can really get this message deeply uh, in communities. We've also had a number of our um, members of our COVID team from Dr. Fauci and uh, and Dr. Collins uh, participate, as an example, participate in a range of media interviews. You know, an example is Dr. Collins participated in the 700 Club. Dr. Nunez-Smith hosted a Faith Leaders Roundtable. Uh, We're also looking for, we've run PSAs on the deadliest catch. We're engaged with NASCAR and country music TV. We're looking for a range of creative ways to get directly connected to white conservative communities. We won't always be the best messengers, but we're still trying to meet people where they are, but also empower local organizations. And just quick follow Biden seeking to bring back the often bipartisan portrait unveiling events at the White House. I'm certain we will have bipartisan portrait unveiling events at the appropriate time when COVID allows. Um, I don't know when that will be, but uh, that certainly would be something I know the president would support. Uh, in terms of his engagement with President Obama, they are, they are not just former colleagues, I guess you call them as president and vice president, but they are also uh, remain close friends. Uh, and they talk regularly about a range of issues from policy issues to bouncing ideas off of each other to, um, to their family. But we just don't read out those specific calls. We keep them private. I played that last thing because I literally wanted to show who's really pulling the strings right now it's not biden this is this is obama's third term we all knew it was going to be that way and now it's actually that way but as you heard they're doing the hee-haw vaccine now do you think ever well we reached out to bet and nba to get people to get vaccines And by the way, because I'm not really covering it today, because I'm done with COVID, the Johnson & Johnson was six cases. That's what they're telling us. As people I know in the medical field, we will never know is their answer to me when I research this. But if it's up and up, we stopped a vaccine for 7 million doses and six people getting it. That's a minuscule percentage of getting blood clots. But moreover... It's probably a lie that it's six. It's probably well more than six for them to be that panicked and the day of call and say, don't give it. But back to the point. Hee-haw. They'll look down at you. This is no different than NASCAR. No different than NASCAR. 
them reaching out to NASCAR. Liberals watch NASCAR. It's not just a redneck sport anymore. Motherfucking Jeff Gordon came from California, dumbasses. Which, for a moment, a levity until I go into a NASCAR story, which is really good. My boy. Let me see if I can get it up here. Martin Driggs Jr. This was the best race I've ever watched. Where if he can get in the corner, not wheel hop, but move him up the track a little bit. There he goes. Now he's up. Now he's going to get the pass made. It's not over yet. I think he's going to have to move him about another car width. (laughs) He better hurry up. He's got another lapper. Now he's moved up again. Now the next lapper has been running the bottom of the racetrack. Let's see what happens when the leaders get to him. If he does, and I'm him, I'm moving him up into that guy's lane. (laughs) I hate to say it. There it is. Yep. True X. That's the first time I actually saw some blow coming from the rear tires on the nine car of Chase Elliott. Oh, there's a little blow there on the rear of uh, Truex also. So this guy's off the pace. White flag, though. One lap to go. Sponsored by Credit One Bank. They're going to have to get around Newman in two, and they do. Ryan Newman going to tough it out on three tires to the finish. And coming out of turn four for his 29th career win, he's why they call it Martinsville. Martin Truex will go to victory lane in the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500. You call it, Jeff. Been pretty good at picking some winners this year. That's not been the case in the past. there on the rear of uh, Truex also. So six guys off the pace. Off the White, White flag, flag, though. One lap to go. Sponsored by Credit One Bank. They're going to have to get around Newman in two, and they do. Ryan Newman going to tough it out on three tires to the finish. And coming out of turn four for his 29th career win, he's why they call it Martinsville. Martin Truex will go to victory lane. His career 0 for 80 on the short tracks. Burn it down, Martin. Pretty good old burn out here, Martin. Let it eat. <laughs> Great burnout. Third win of the year for Toyota. <laughs> I'm impressed. Somebody's throwing beer cans at him. Perfectly say, did, good beer. Did, did he throw that out of his window? <laughs> Oh my God, that was such a, I I literally was on the edge of my seat. That shit all happened with about 40 laps to go. He held on to win and he had finished third in stage one, third in stage two, had faded in stage three, the final stage. But that dude is the baddest motherfucking ass ever. I fucking love it. And my wife's guy sucked. So that made it even a better bet. But the point is, that's them. That's what they do. I mean, Jake Tapper. Maybe a vaccine's part of God's plan. Pete Buttleg addresses vaccine hesitancy among white evangelical Christians. 
Tapper even asked him, can you talk to these people? Yeah, a gay guy. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a gay guy is going to really talk to the fucking evangelicals. It's going to work really great. But they don't do any of this for the black communities. They're not going to go down and say, hey, yo, man, it's the coolest thing ever. Woo, woo, woo. They're never going to go on the podium and say that because it's racist, their world. They made it racist to say shit like that. But I would bet you there's more proportionally black people who have not gotten the vaccine than there are proportionally white people, evangelical Christian NASCAR hee-haws. But they hate you. And nowhere is it more, talking about NASCAR, than Nashville. So Nashville, Nas, Nashville Speedway used to be big on NASCAR, but it hasn't been for a long time. And that's because now Nashville, you think of it as country music, but it's literally a liberal enclave. When Mary Berry took over, they started doing that new houses and bringing people in and building these fancy houses for low-income people. And they changed the whole demographics of the area. It is like Asheville, which is like Portland. It's a liberal Austin, Texas, liberal enclave. And now they're fighting NASCAR coming back. So I go online to talk about it, and I say, hey, research LA Times snow removal article. They just hate the sport. They don't hate the sport. They hate the people. They don't want a bunch of redneck megas in their neighborhood. That's all it's about. It's not about the noise or the traffic. No, it's the people. Invariably across the country, NASCAR has the opinion of a bunch of redneck, cousin-humping, moonshine-drinking pieces of shit. That's not who watches it, but they don't know it because they never watched it. They don't even know why anybody would. But it's all tied together. They hate the people. I had two liberals get mad because I said it. I just blocked them because they got all personal. And they wouldn't even address the story. They wouldn't address. It isn't that community because it's a bunch of lily white people. It's a blue on cave right next to the fairgrounds. They don't want those people there. They voted for Trump. They're dirty. Then let's talk about court packing because we covered it on the last one. Let's go back to Cliff Loats. da 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 Leader McConnell, this new court packing commission is not some serious pivot away from Democrats' political attacks on the court. It's just an attempt to clothe these attacks and fake legitimacy. Full statement here. Ari Berman, Mother Jones. The real court package is when Mitch McConnell blocked Merrick Garland. They can't let it go. They can't fucking let it go. But Harry Reid, of all people, reigns on the parade. You think it's a good idea to add seats to the Supreme Court? I think it's, we should be very, very careful in doing so. I have no problem with the commission, but I think that the commission uh, is going to come back and disappoint a lot of people because I think they're going to come back and say, we should just kind of leave it alone. I think it would be inappropriate at this time after that long history we've had in the country, have term limits for judges. Uh, I think that we better be very, very careful in saying that uh, we need to, expand the Supreme Court, I think we better be very, very careful. Part of me is getting to the point where I really, really hope they do pass some of this and they don't get S1 passed. And then Republicans take over 
and I'll enjoy watching the media say, well, there's no way they should have all this power. We need the filibuster back. Because you know they'll do it. Because they're a bunch of fucking twats. CBS News. Business leaders mocked Mitch McConnell call for corporations to stay out of politics during a conference call of 100 top corporate leaders. There's the story. We kind of did it in a short way. But then I want to cover my rant and because there's somebody out there that's going to go, oh, he's just making, they, they don't really want, this immigration thing, conservatives, blah, blah, blah. October 29th, 2018, we can replace them. And Georgia, a chance to rebuke white nationalism. That article was the, basically, the layout of what they're doing, voting and replacing everybody with illegals. Tucker did a great segment on this. I'm not going to play because it's very long. But it shows that's what they want to do. They just want to replace everybody in America who to them isn't good. If you look at everything about our corporations, the Democratic Party, the media, they despise most of the country. They just despise it. They literally hate majority of the country. If you own a gun, they hate you. If you don't believe in defunding the police, they hate you. If you don't believe in fucking critical race theory, they hate you. If you don't believe that the fucking systemic racism is a real thing, they hate you. If you don't believe in 99 pronouns, they fucking hate you. If you're procreating and you're in a nuclear family, they hate you. What am I basing that on? Men are having a lot less sex and dating apps are to blame, they say. I disagree. I think it's the digital world. But that was a shocking story that basically shows 30% of men are no longer having sex. The scary number of people who will not get married anymore. The liberal mindset has made everybody stupid. We're just stupid. We're self-centered, we're egotistical. It's the politics and the digital world where we don't do well as conservatives. But if you think of the sex stories, they're saying it's the, the dating apps, it's this, it's that. No, it's the fact that there's no, there's so much goddamn porn and you can talk to a girl and jerk off and it equates the same thing. That's their intimacy. They don't want intimacy with the real person. They can get it any night. They just got to log in. They get to see a new quiff, and they get a jerk off. What's the difference? I know it's crude, but that's just the truth. That's what these young men are like. They get their sex, and nothing they meet will match some girl sticking a fucking plunger up her ass. Our digital world has destroyed these kids. It's made them not to want to have families. It makes women just want to have abortions. It makes them so self-centered that all they care about is their own career. So when they end up my age, they're lonely, tired, hateful people with 95 cats. And the Democrats want it. They don't give a fuck. They don't want you procreate. They want us to eat the babies. Do we remember? I mean, what the fuck, Chuck? 
the more we go down this road, the more it's showing progressive intersectionality, Twitter, and the power they hold on the American people is so fucking destructive. Which, by the way, before we get into a cliff note on infrastructure. If you haven't watched some of the Tucker Carlson's, you really should. Especially the J.D. What's his name? J.D. J.D. Hold on. Uh, J.D. Oh, I fucked up Carlson today. Just watched it. His name is J.D. J.D. Sounds like J.D. Byers. J.D. 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 Vance. There we go. And he is from corporate or from Yale. Went to fucking Silicon Valley. And it is confirmation bias for me. Because he basically shows exactly what I've been saying on this little Bush League in the basement. Not that many people listen. I'm just some fucking piece of shit, ignorant, loser guy. Theory on what corp- what tech did. And he said in 2016, they realized they weren't using their power. Google meeting, we played it on the show like 4,000 times. A lot of people didn't watch it because they didn't pay attention to it because it wasn't that big a deal. And then 2020, they did it. They realized they have the power. He breaks down all the things we talk about on this show. How they literally will show you what they want you to see. Whether it be an athlete, a business leader, it doesn't fucking matter. You're not going to get what you're looking for. You're going to get what they want you to believe. No. They're rigging every search. They're rigging elections. They're rigging everything. And they're suppressing every fucking person who doesn't sing like them. Whitlock is still out of Twitter for reporting facts. And we have that in our woke today because she got more than one house. She's bought a bunch of houses with corporate money because they don't care. They just don't want her to burn down their warehouse. That's all it's about. I mean, you notice the Amazon burning during BLM. That didn't make the news. And then the next week, Amazon had the Black Lives Matter tab. The first thing you saw when you logged in. But I digress. I want to refresh us. Merriam-Webster's alters dictionary to align with Democrat attack on Barrett use of sexual preference. That was October 14th, 2020 was this article. But during the Barrett confirmation... They changed that word. And now, I will bet you before the month's out, Dictionary.com, PolitiFact, you're going to see the altering of the word infrastructure because all weekend, this was the cover. You, you say in addition to roads and bridges, you heard Chris Christie there saying that the president is not being fully truthful about what, what infrastructure actually is. Yeah, this, I mean, the, the, what is infrastructure? 
Historically, it's been what makes the economy move? What is it that we all need to ensure that we as citizens are productive? So we need roads, we need bridges, we need transmission, you need lights in people's homes and offices. You need to make sure that people can actually go to work if they have an aging parent or a child. This is, you know, as the president said, that infrastructure evolves to meet the American people's aspirations. And it's not static. In 1990, we wouldn't have thought that broadband was infrastructure because it wasn't on the scene yet. But we, of course, need broadband in every pocket of the country. Bottom line is, though, the president wants to negotiate with Republicans, and he wants to see a common vision for the future. Chris Christie talked about talking about the future. We don't want to use past definitions of infrastructure when we are moving into the future. And by the way, when other countries are investing significantly in their infrastructure, to overcome us. Research and development, that's also part of a manufacturing infrastructure that we have seen go. We're at a 70-year low in terms of manufacturing jobs as a percentage of the economy. The bottom line is, Chris, we've, I mean, Chris, I'm sorry, George, <laughs> Chris, we've got to right? move forward. <laughs> Yes, I know. I'm in debate. I apologize. But anyway, bottom line is we have to move forward. We have to look forward and we have to win the future. And this is the biggest investment in the future of America that we have seen in our lifetime. One of the elements of the Georgia law that people found most egregious was the criminalization of giving water and food to people. Proponents of the bill said that it would uh, eliminate voter intimidation. But in Texas, the proposals um, that are House Bill 6, um, Senate Bill 7, just parallel coming through the, the legislature, allow partisan poll watchers to take recording devices into polling places and record voters who are getting help if they believe something is, is illegal. I mean, that seems like it would be ripe for voter intimidation. Oh, yeah. Well, it seems like there's a pandemic of apartheid that is spreading uh, from Georgia to Texas and the most terrible strains uh, we see throughout the nation, again, are in Georgia, Texas, and Texas has decided to pick up on uh, and even remix uh, what is being done in Georgia. And uh, again, it's voter intimidation, uh, it's voter criminalization, and it's a determined it's a reflection of a determination on the part of those in power the republicans uh, to suppress the vote no matter how you look at it you can dress it up uh, in a tuxedo with a bow tie it is voter suppression it is voter intimidation uh, it is criminalizing those they deem otherized i have a member of my church crystal mason many of you have heard of her Crystal Mason cast a provisional ballot, and that provisional ballot did not count. And yet, because of the criminalizing that is done in the name of voter suppression in this country, Crystal Mason found herself sentenced to five years in prison. So the bottom line is we're in a state that does not want everyone to vote. They are determined that those who vote are older, whiter, and wealthier. And so they have to engage in voter suppression tactics mm. instead of fixing real problems in this country. Here's what they've done. They are guilty of creating problems in the name of creating solutions that are fixing a problem that does not exist. Yeah, the big lie of uh, broad voter uh, uh, suppression, of uh, voter uh, fraud. Let
Uh, Sheila, let's just start with, I mean, you can look up the word infrastructure in various dictionaries. Oxford says it's the basic systems and services that are necessary for a country or an organization to run smoothly. Under that definition, it can be a lot of things. Um, so what we have here is the issue of, of is, is Biden redefining infrastructure for the 21st century? Or as Republicans say, is he sticking a lot of Democratic priorities into something and calling it an infrastructure bill? Like everything in Washington right now, your definition of infrastructure seems to uh, be based on your political affiliation. So, of course, yeah, it includes all these very traditional things, roads, bridges, railroads, parks, uh, airports, improving Amtrak. Um, but I think uh, one thing that the Biden administration deserves applause for is that they've looked at how this pandemic affected uh, people's ability to do their jobs and they recognized the fact that having uh, child care or elder care gaps in your life ultimately may lead you not to be able to work outside your house. So yeah, they are moving uh, some things that might not have been very strictly traditional kinds of infrastructure into their definition, but it is very much a response to what we have just seen where we've just witnessed a huge percentage of women dropping out of the workforce because they had to stay home with their kids. So by expanding uh, childcare centers, improving public schools, improving elder care, uh, those are going to have direct economic benefits uh, for families. So in that regard, I would This is an apple. Some people might try to tell you that it's a banana. They might scream banana, banana, banana over and over and over again. They might put banana in all caps. You might even start to believe that this is a banana. But it's not. This is an apple. I put that in there on purpose. Because it's in everything in our world right now, post-Trump. Dangerous word games, nets drop mostly peaceful, riots are now protester. Now in our intro, we literally saw people yell. Chief police, police chief calls it a riot. The press said, don't do that, instructing him it wasn't a riot. They fired an official because he said, Due process, because now we don't have due process. ACLU tweet that Dante Wright was pulled over by police for having an air fresher, freshener hanging from his mirror. This is not bullshit. Right there. Let me make this a little bigger. ACLU. Minnesota. Dante Wright was allegedly pulled over for having an air freshener hanging from his rear view mirror. Oh, really? Then we have Rashida Tlaib. And, and this Presley said it. A bunch of them said it. This is their new thing. This wasn't an accident. Policing our country is inherently intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. So we're just going to get rid of them. Just going to get rid of everything. We're just going to go straight through to Stupidville. 
Because, you know, that's that's what we fucking do. Which brings us to our next article. Daniel Dale, CNN. This is a lie. Protesters did not store Iowa's capital. They had a permit. They went through security. The building is open to public per Des Moines Register. The one arrest was a high school student officer claimed pushed my arm into attempt to gain my attention. Ryan Savandra. This is a CNN blogger. He is lying. Why is he targeting an Asian reporter? Daniel, the permit isn't legally valid when they refuse to leave upon being ordered to attack cops. Any more fact checks you'd like to drop? Here's the video. Mostly peaceful. You show pictures of people who subdued and ignore the video record record of the fucking fighting. Your industry has a bad habit of lying right at us. Call cities on fire, party atmospheres. You aren't successful fooling. You just reassure your fellow liars. Since you have been a, such a straight shooter these past four years, I'm sure we can just take your word for it. Andy NGO, stop lying to your followers. Here's a video. The permit was no longer valid once they failed to obey lawful orders from the officers inside the Capitol. This is a lie, Danny boy. The whole world says it. It doesn't matter because facts don't matter. They don't matter. This is another tweet from NBC. New for me, nationwide white supremacist rallies flop. Andy NGO. I'm sorry that you and your Antifa friends were disappointed because he's part of Antifa. And then we get DuckDuckGo and Google. This is exactly why I prefaced it with the internet stuff. I'm going to kind of cover myself. Protest erupt. Protest in Minneapolis. Protest erupt. Minnesota National Guard. January 6th changed everything. Remembering the Brixton riot, 40 years. Brixton riot. Texas man who joined January 6th Capitol riot changed with plot. That's the same search criteria. That's what Google gave back. This was done by Luke Rodowski. Search results for riots today on DuckDuckGo versus Google. 4-12-21. Facts clearly don't matter. They don't matter at all. Then we have this one, and then nobody's covering this. CNN ain't covering it. Nobody's covering it. That's what they put out. The reality... This is their survey. Look at the numbers for African Americans. Nothing they put out is true. Facts clearly don't matter. Words clearly don't matter. Actions clearly don't matter. This is the study. Blacks, whites, Latinos, Martians, it doesn't fucking matter. But their headline was that. Oh, there's... Less, less, less people getting shot. Good for me. Yeah, good for me. This all works out great. I can put out that headline and I won't get canceled on Twitter. Then with the guns, New York Times, Biden moves to save lives with ghost gun panic. Calling gun violence the United States and international environments took sets of initial steps on Thursday to address the problem. Starting with the crackdown on proliferation of so-called ghost guns or firearms assembled from kits. Acknowledging that more aggressive action needs to happen. 
He's saving us. Ghost guns, experts said, have been particularly appealing to criminal organizations and right-wing extremists who want access to untraceable firearms. They do not require a background check. They're often linked to shootings in states like California that have instituted strict gun laws used by Latinos and black people, not right-wing restrictions. But we're not going to put that in there. Despite the National Rifle Association financial troubles, the group's lobbying presence remains forbidden. They're fucking bankrupt! What are they doing to stop it? Nothing! Here's Matt's video. It it's, just shows you these people are just lying. We're going to talk about pistols. Look at that. It's very simple. It's a pistol. Everybody knows what a pistol is, and that's a pistol. Click. Look at this. This isn't a pistol. This is an AOW. I see that it kind of looks like a pistol, but it's it's clearly not a pistol. Click. Um, who made this PowerPoint? Uh, that, that's a pistol. Also a pistol. Apparently, don't need a tax stamp for that one. Click. All right. Um, let's go back. Click. Okay, so this one's a pistol. Next. Click. This one's a rifle, apparently. This is a rifle. Oh, because it has a stock. It's got a shoulder thing in the back there, so this one's a rifle. Uh, let, let's just move on. Next. All right, so here we got a rifle. As you can see, everything's in there. It's a 14 inch, 14 and a half inch barrel that's been pinned to 16. Got a nice banana clip. Perfect rifle. Click. Well, th this looks like the same. What's different here? All right, this is an SBR. This is illegal. You'll go straight to jail for this one. Pay your $200 tax stamp or go straight to jail. Hold on, we're going to go back again and see the difference between this one and the, the previous one. Click. All right, so this one's a rifle click. This one's an SBR. All right, moving on. Next. This one's a pistol. All right, let's go back. Click. This one's a SBR. Click. This one's a pistol. This one's a pistol. Looks like it's it's fine. Everything's fine with it. You can have this. No tax stamp. All right, let's, let's move on. Next. Click. This one is an AOW. Yep. This was an AOW. Straight to jail on this one. Click. Well, this looks this. All right, let's go back. Click. All right, this one's an AOW. It's in red. You go to jail for it. Next. This one is not an AOW. Oh, the grips are different. See, the grip's a little bit different. That makes a big difference, apparently. Ten years in prison for that little grip thing there. Next. All right, so here we got a rifle. Pretty much the same rifle we've been looking at this whole time. That's great. Everything's legal there. Next, click. And now yeah, it's a machine gun. All right, so let's go back. Click. Let's go forward. Click. Yeah, these are the same gun, but it used to be a rifle, but now it's a machine gun because we said it's a machine gun now. So, all right, moving on. Making making this easy for you guys. Next. Oh, this isn't a rifle or a pistol. This is just a gun. These are called Title I firearms for those of you who aren't in the know. Pretty simple stuff here. Next. Okay, now it's a short-barreled shotgun. Yep, that's a short-barreled shot. All right, we're moving on. Shoelaces. Those are good. Next. And they're a machine gun. Yeah, you know, I've been working for the ATF for a while, and that's a real thing. You can really have shoelaces be machine guns, and that's why we determined that shoelaces can, in fact, be machine guns. That's that's uh, 
just something that we do down here. It's how we get things done. Next. All right, so if you got any questions, now would be the time to ask. If you do have any questions after that very informative demonstration and PowerPoint I just gave, you're probably just a criminal and, well, you should probably just go to jail. Nothing they say is true on any goddamn subject. And when you try to educate the public and do the right things, they suppress it. YouTube blasts popular program channel with demonetization. Got rid of it. What did they do to Live PD? That would show you every week, regardless if you are a Martian or a three-dick Plutonian, if you followed the instructions, they didn't fuck with you. But if you decided to fucking be a dick and fuck with them, they had to go to felony stop. A totally different way of treating you. You get cuffed. You get put on the ground. You get maced. You get tased. And if you pull a gun, you get shot. They don't want that on the air. You can't lie if that's on the air. Because people get smart. And then with the Chauvin trial, because we covered it in depth last time, Scott Adams, I call on our national leaders to start now to persuade the public against staging violent protests at the Floyd trial verdict. If our leaders stay silent, they will all have blood. If they stay silent, they will all have blood on their hands. But why would we have to do that? Why? Why? Anybody. And then you got leaders like this, Chelsea Handler. Why would any person of color ever comply with a police officer when there's a 50-50 shot of getting accidentally shot? That is such a lie. Then the mayor, this is what the mayor said. Full text of, 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 of your request uh, and uh, make sure that you know, we sit down and, and, and go through it and, and see how we can implement. Uh, I, I don't believe that officers need to necessarily... Uh, to have weapons, uh, you know, uh, every time they, they're, they're making a, a traffic stop uh, or, or engaged in uh, situations that don't necessarily call for, uh, for weapons. We know that. Coming to a theater near you, more dead cops. More dead cops. So while they're lying... And while they're just going down this road of fucking stupid, one of my favorite things is the prophecy that we did on this show and almost every conservative show pretty much talked about it. How they had to replace Trump. They needed a foil to be the most evil person. So for a while... It was the the seditionist, which, you know, my once again, we're wordsmithing on everything now. And I saw uh, even a Fox News guy the other day was the um, insurrection on January 6th and the incursion on April whatever. And I, I want to make sure you understand that is on purpose. They're doing it on purpose. They are saying those words so they won't get blown up on Twitter, but it's incredibly false. There's only one incident this year where a cop was 
killed. And that was the insurrection in April. Because nobody in January got killed other than Ashley Babbitt. Say her name since we're playing that game. So who have they chosen now? You, you couldn't use the January 6th. The truth got out. They had to eventually repeal their shit other than MSNBC and CNN where facts first. You know, it's all facts first. And, that, you know, they're all about facts and fact checking. And, yeah, that's their thing. They haven't retracted it. But the New York Times had to say, oh, yeah, no, uh, that officer didn't get killed. Nobody gorded him with the fire extinguisher. And now we just don't say how he died. He mysteriously died. God just took him. It was his time. Well, it's clearly obvious. They've now gone to their old standby. And this will be our media jerk off of the week. It's very long because there were so many segments. We didn't like the way Greg Gutfeld did some jokes. We want Fox News people to do selfies of their vaccine. Because we're all children now. You know, that's what, that's what adults do. They do selfies. I took a shit. Selfie. I mean, I, why would I do this? But whatever. And then, of course, Jim Acosta, who is still trying to figure out how he can write another book and get some more money. They don't like the way Tucker talked about immigration. So I decided to put the actual clip in here so you hear exactly what they said. And I'm sorry to hurt your very tender ears, but he's just stating facts. I am a Republican, the media jerk-off of the week. So hot. Meanwhile, what's on CNN? You, sir... Are a racist, 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 white, male, racist, racist. You are terrible. That's from the Don Lemon hour. We went to CNN for comment. This is the most racist panel I have ever been on. Racist, you two are racist, like racist, baseball. white, male, baseball, racist, racist, very racist, disgusting racist. <laughs> Does Don Lemon even show up anymore? Take a look at what's on CNN right now. Grandmas Knitting are systemic racists. You don't call your grandma couches. and tell her she's a it's racist, all racist, you're a racist. <laughs> bear does have a point there. The bear is a racist. <laughs> he is a racist. All right, so the... And welcome back to Reliable Sources. I'm Brian Stelter. There's been so much attention here and elsewhere on the pro-Trump media, but now what about the post-Trump media? Uh, Fox News has certainly uh, been known for its steady stream of Trump campaign administration hires and, and vice versa, you know, people going to the Trump White House. But now... Now that Trump is down in Mar-a-Lago, the revolving door is spinning in the other direction. Fox has uh, picked up, you can see here, nine folks from the Trump family, from the Trump White House, from the Trump campaign, uh, at least nine paid contributors, in some cases, and in Kayleigh McEnany, now a co-host on Fox News. 
Uh, Matt Gertz has been keeping track of all of this. He's a senior fellow for the liberal watchdog group Media Matters, uh, and, and he's been making a list of all these hires. Matt, I, I, I'm glad someone's keeping track because, you know, it's just good to know uh, what, what Fox has chosen to do. These are all choices by the network, right? The, the network could have chosen to break with the Trump years, move on, uh, treat these folks as persona non grata. But instead, Mike Pompeo is now a Fox News commentator. Yeah, I think the timing here is pretty important. I mean, if you'll recall, after the election, uh, Trump got very, very angry with Fox for, uh, he believed, not uh, doing enough to uh, help him stay in office after losing. Um, and so he was telling uh, his supporters to switch, to go to OAN, to go to Newsmax. And so uh, I think uh, within Fox's halls, they, they understood they needed to uh, keep uh, Trump's supporters uh, on board. And the best way to do that was to put uh, familiar faces from the Trump administration, from the Trump family uh, on the As you say, this is a choice. I mean, you are not... Uh, hiring Donald Trump's daughter-in-law for her sterling commentary, you're hiring her because you want to hire Donald Trump's uh, daughter-in-law uh, for right. what that says uh, about your network. Yeah. Uh, Matt, here's some good news that might seem unrelated to your job at Media Matters, but I'll, I'll try to show you why it's related. COVID vaccinations are hitting another record this weekend. 4.6 million shots recorded on Saturday. That's a half million above the prior Saturday record. And, uh, you know, I think it's really important to see all these TV anchors, personalities showing themselves getting the shot. We've seen a lot of vaccine selfies from lots of folks at lots of different networks. Uh, it's been really inspiring to see. You know, the Today Show even brought the... the, the, the was outside for a live group vaccination this week. And Rachel Maddow on Friday on MSNBC talked about how she was really fearful of the needle, really worried about it, and yet it was important to get the shot, and she did, and there she is talking about it on air. So I say all of that to make the following point. Where are Tucker and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram? Where is Ainsley Earhart and Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmeade? Where are the biggest stars on Fox getting vaccinated? I get it's a personal choice. I get that's between, you know, the hosts and their health care provider. But everybody else is doing it, right, Matt? I mean, all across television, all these anchors are, are rolling up their sleeves. Why do you think we haven't seen the biggest stars on Fox News get vaccinated or show us their vaccine selfies? I don't know. And I think that Fox has a really unique responsibility here. I mean, yes. the network's hosts have been telling their viewers for decades that they cannot trust any other network. They can't trust CNN. They can't trust the newspapers. The only people who are telling them the truth, they say, uh, are the people at Fox. And so during a, uh, a public health crisis, the network is the only way to reach its viewers with information like that. And they are the ones that the viewers trust. Uh, and so when instead of telling their viewers, look, uh, go get the shot, it's in your interest, it is safe, it is uh, incredibly effective, it will get us back to normal, they are raising questions about its effectiveness, raising questions about whether it is dangerous, that does a lot of damage. Steve Ducey should get vaccinated live on Fox and Friends. It would, save lives. It would save the lives of his viewers. Uh, I don't understand why they won't do that. It's, by the way, it should have happened in February. Like, it's April. Where, where are they? And, I, you know, but, again, they're making a personal choice. Um, Fox will give you a list of all the personalities that have said they've been vaccinated, you know, some of their news anchors, some of their commentators. But the biggest stars are the ones that are most trusted by the Fox audience. And they're choosing 
not to spread the word. It's a really curious choice. Hey, Matt, I almost, you know, I called you Matt Gates by accident earlier. It's a running meme on Twitter that people are always mixing you up with Matt Gates. What's it like to be mixed up with that congressman? Uh, it's a little weird. I mean, you know, Matt Gates is someone who uh, knows that he can gain power by finding the spotlight. Uh, when he finds the spotlight, he gets a positive attention from uh, uh, right-wing people, and uh, he gets negative attention from left-wing people. And some of that kind of spills over onto me uh, from time to time. I, I like to have fun with it. Uh, it it's you know,
we'll be honest. I wish I could be Jim Acosta and Seltzer. I wish Fox would hire me or Newsmax. And my whole job is just to watch CNN all day in my jammy jams and then do a suited top naked bottom Brian Seltzer broadcast where they pull me in and I just dog those mean people. Why does Carlson spell it? Tucker just spelled one K when it should be KKK. Because, you know, he's a racist because he's stating fucking facts. Brian Seltzer calls on Fox News hosts to share their vaccine selfies. Replies to this shit. Media Matters did it. So important. We need this. CNN Mr. Potato Head is now whining about Fox hosts not taking vaccine selfish, Jewish Deplorable said. Everybody in the world. What the fuck, man? Were we 12? Then Chris Saliza, Brian Seltzer, on his tweet version of it, because, you know, this is his big thread for the day. A Fox writer asked me to comment for a story mocking me. I replied, and I said on air, why wasn't Fox showing live on air vaccinations like other networks have? Why haven't the morning and evening hosts shared their vaccine? Maybe you can find out. As expected, Fox left my question out of the resulting story. I ended the email by saying in vain, please do not report out why Fox's biggest stars aren't taking a simple step to encourage public health. I look forward to your reading. Chris Saliza, does Fox News cover, you know, news, or are they just a media criticism shop? He typed that. Replies, either Chris Saliza has just taken a job somewhere besides CNN, or this is the most unself-aware tweet in the history of this platform. There is no third option. Imagine having this level of lack of self-awareness. Um, put this in a museum it never ceases to amaze me how masterful Chris Saliza is is getting owned with his own awful takes. This is one of the all-time pot kettle meeting. Hi, Chris. Who is Brett Bear on of CNN? Who is the Brett Bear? They don't have one. Their opinion all day. So Drew Holden and I was going to put these up, but I chose not to. Pulled all the articles, and I want there's two, four, six. 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, 30, 32, 34, 35, 37, 38, 41 different stories I could put up in a line. And I, I usually used to read these, but I, I'm not going to do that. Of just Chris Saliza. Chris Saliza doing stories about people on Fox News. If Fox News didn't exist, Chris Saliza, Acosta, and Mr. Potato wouldn't have a job. That's their sole purpose. That's how they get their Benjamins. So let's do some cliff notes on media. What are we going to play here? Uh, let's just do a Republicans are evil because that's low-hanging fruit and it's like fucking every day. Now, the testimony that the prosecution has put on from the other police officers should, to my mind, um, blunt this defense argument that Chauvin behaved like a reasonable cop. Literally, other cops are saying that he did, didn't. But then we have to think about the jerk. And you have to remember, this jury has been seeded with ignorance. It's been seeded with people who either did not see the video, which is almost impossible to do in this country, 
or saw the video and couldn't decide if sometimes maybe black people do need to be choked to death for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Maybe they had it coming. So those are the people that we're talking to here. It's not talking to me. It's not trying to convince you that that ship sailed long ago, right? They're trying to convince 12 people that have been picked specifically for not knowing things. And so that's what that's what frightens me. No, they don't need to put Chauvin on the stand. They need one juror to refuse yeah. to see reason. And the real thing that really bothers me, uh, Allie, and I got to go ahead and say it. I'm greatly disappointed uh, the actions of black people like Alan West, like Senator Tim Scott, like Alvina King. You run around talking about you're the niece of Dr. King, but you'd say nothing. What's even more egregious is that you, you have gutless black Republicans who know what they're doing. They are, what they're doing is they're embarrassing the elders, they're embarrassing the ancestors, and they know what the Republican Party is doing, and they are cowards in that they're not saying anything against this. Not- that they would suggest that I'm being racist when he's using white supremacist terminology, and he knows that perfectly well, um, and, and even the idea that he's putting forth that it has something to do with voting rights. It is true that Republicans have this idea that Democrats only want to have immigrants come into this country because they'll vote Democratic. But it it is such a lack of imagination that you can't even consider the possibility that people actually think that this is good for the country and that we are a country of, of mostly immigrants. Nearly 100 days after the deadly January 6th insurrection in the midst of a national reckoning over domestic extremism, a new report lays out the staggering scale of the threat now facing the country. From the Washington Post, quote, domestic terrorism incidents have soared to new highs in the United States, driven chiefly by white supremacist, anti-Muslim and anti-government extremists on the far right. The surge reflects a growing threat from homegrown terrorism not seen in a quarter century with right-wing extremist attacks and plots greatly eclipsing those from the far left and causing more deaths. One major plank in the federal government's efforts to tackle the threat is rooting out extremism in the military. It's an issue underscored by the fact that nearly one in six Capitol riot suspects are veterans. The Defense Department has announced the end of a standout period and new moves to tackle domestic extremism. But as the New York Times notes, quote, as the Pentagon on Friday presented its path forward, a working group will be set up to examine how to better vet recruits and how to better educate service members who may be targeted by extremist organizations. Senior Defense Department officials acknowledged that one thing is clear. Rooting out extremist views from a military of 1.3 million active duty troops drawn from Alaska to Florida will be an uphill slog. Joining our conversation are two U.S. Army veterans, Wes Moore, CEO of the Robin Hood Foundation, and Paul Rykoff, president of Righteous Media and founder of the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America. I've talked to both of you over the years, and it's been a privilege, but to have you both together to talk about this... um, I'm really, I'm really needing to hear from both of you on this. Why and how does this represent the current, current state of the U.S. military? You first, Wes. And I guess, Paul, I, I understand that it is a reflection of our society. The numbers are proportional, but the stakes are just so much higher. I mean, when the right-wing militias, as they seem to have done, plan ahead of time to conspire to attack the United States Capitol and chant, hang Mike Pence, one, they're more more trained in the stated objectives, 
And two, it just represents such a, a breach of, of, of trust in terms of the traditional relationship that most civilians feel like they have with the military. Well, and, and Wes, if you could just pick up on that. I mean, I wondered when we watched Donald Trump, um, his response to the country's sort of painful uh, racial reckoning after the killing of George Floyd was to champion Confederate monuments and complain when localities decided to take them down. What did that look like inside the, the military to have sort of a very public permission structure um, paraded out at the highest levels of our country's politics for the world to see that championed um, some of the same aims of white supremacists? This may be too granular to get done here. And if it is, I hope I can ask both of you to come back early and often. But I, I want to ask both of you about right-wing media and their influence on um, either, you know, again, emboldening sort of the, the racist or um, intolerant views of, of what is just a reflection, I guess, of what is in our society at this hour, at this moment, at this time. And how much of that is sort of cheered? I mean, is there a propaganda problem? I read that 40 percent of, I think, Marines don't want to get the COVID vaccine. Um, you see this rise of extremism. I mean, what what is the role of right-wing media in sort of spreading and fomenting some of those views, Paul? That last segment pissed me off so bad. First of all, the black guy was an officer. He wouldn't know what's going on in the barracks to begin with. The other guy was a National Guard guy that actually campaigned for John Kerry in uniform in 2004. He's a total fucking hack. It's the reason why I never joined IFVA. Because it is a liberal group. But her implication that all soldiers are extremists, this just goes back to what I say on the show. They fucking hate soldiers. She should be fucking taken out back and tarred and feathered for that interview. Go fuck yourself. You bring two libtards on who didn't serve 20 years. That fucking loser right check did one goddamn tour in Iraq and came back and did a John Kerry. Yeah, that's that's your media right there. And let, let's just be honest. Where would soldiers get the idea that the vaccine's bad would have been Trump supporters oh no it was the vice president and the president they were on record saying it wouldn't happen and if it did it wouldn't be good and her literally saying I won't take the vaccine I won't take anything Donald Trump did that's where all this came from it didn't come from right wing media Right-wing media are the only people that are reporting things about the vaccine. You have done, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong. Oh, surprisingly, some, you know, just six people got fucking, uh, you know, blood clots and one of them died. But it's not, everything's fine. There's hesitancy because simultaneously as we're putting this out, we're still, let's, I'm going to get off the Navy. Let's go to our cliff note. We are literally saying that you can get both the vaccines this very week, but you still need to wear a mask and you can't go in public. So what's the fucking point in getting the vaccine? And then the other 
angle is the CDC person going, I want to take a moment to understand my impending doom over the loss of life and future life because of the variants. We played that on the show. Why would, how are you incentivizing getting a vaccine? Oh, and how about the angle that white people shouldn't get it, old people shouldn't get it, it should be gay people, and hospitals rolling out like in our last podcast, we're only going to give care based on wokeness. How are you incentivizing it for American people to get it? You're simultaneously saying there's other variants and this might not protect you. And you're giving no reason for people to get the shot. And then you're making it as usual woke. We're not talking about all the liberals who didn't get the shot because they don't believe they should because they're white. That won't be a study. We won't cover that. Because why would we? We don't cover anything on the left. We're going hee-haw for vaccines because it's just conservatives and we're not talking about the African-Americans going, oh, no, no, no. Because white liberals have been talking about Tuskegee since I was a fucking kid in diapers. Do some cliff notes. Defiant CBS ends 60 Minutes unapologetically over COVID or their DeSantis. Email this week comments on our story about disparities in the distribution of COVID-19 vaccine in Palm Beach County, Florida. Viewers focused on an exchange with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at a press conference. Some viewers, including a retired newsman, applauded the story. Ron DeSantis will continue to deny, refute, call your reporting a witch hunt. I can only hope that you continue to investigate and expose the truth. But many more comments condemned our editing and reporting. Shameful bias reporting, that is what you're guilty of. You are no longer journalists, but lobbyists and advocates. Then there was this. I've watched 60 Minutes for decades. After your biased piece on Governor DeSantis, I will only watch it one more time, just to see if you broadcast this message. I'm Sharon Alfonsi. We'll be back next week with another edition of 60 Minutes. No mea culpa. We're perfect. We do nothing wrong. Go fuck yourself. It's hard making a narrative, man. That shit ain't easy. And it's here. Senator John Corneth, the Biden White House media doctrine, less can be more. The president is not able to cable news, does not do cable news networks. Tweets from his account are limited, and when they come unimaginably conventional, the public comments are largely scripted. Biden has opted for fewer sit-down interviews with mainstream outlets and reporters. Invites the question, is he really in charge? Just this very week after the fucking shooting, he told the reporters, yelled at him, Something that would have had Jim Acosta on for at least six or seven fucking segments on CNN for abusing the fucking press and said, I got to do a statement. And then he read the statement verbatim on the shooting and it was vanilla. Aaron Blank, a U.S. senator on Monday morning, suggested baselessly that the U.S. president is actually running the country. Its latest iteration of a longstanding and so far failed effort to attack Biden for his low public profile. The entire world brought out his very same articles saying Donald Trump is not in charge of the country. That same WAPO reporter, Aaron Blake, falls on his face over Biden hiding from the media and did a second article in the week saying he's not hiding from the media and then did an article 
The Trump White House provided reporters with a gusher of leaks. With Biden, everything's changed. Effectively a leak-proof operation. Does anybody believe that? Anybody? They're getting leaks. They're not reporting it. They didn't do Hunter. Why would they do anything else? It's just like Obama. They had a picture of him with Farrakhan. They held it until he was out of fucking office. We reported it on the show. He even went back to Reverend Wright. He went to the church. Nobody reported it. You don't report shit that will hurt the team. Then we have literally a paper that published Michigan Governor COVID leadership was awesome last year and now saying she's completely blind. But there's no public press. We're still talking about dissentus. Dissentus. Then Nate Silver. I've been talking about how the media tends to emphasize negative news about COVID, which I don't doubt is true, but which surely stems in part from the fact that certain public health experts tend to heavily emphasize negative news when taking talking to the press. Check out, for example, this interview with Dr. Michael Osterholm of Meet the Press last week. It relentlessly negative. He's spinning every fact in the most negative possible light. He's downplaying the effectiveness of the vaccines. It all sounds terrifying. This is the same guy who on February 13 confidently predicted that America was headed towards its darkest day with the virus. Since then, the seven-day average death toll has gone from 2594 to 755. But it's conservative media pushing the hesitancy. And to be quite honest, with everything else from the left, let's be honest, everything they do, you have to take it with a grain of salt. You have to wonder what is their real intent. I think a lot of this is because they haven't installed their government. They haven't had the emergency. That's why this week you heard the CDC say that racial or police violence is a national emergency, a health crisis. When you take away emergencies, they don't have the leniency under the fucking Constitution to infringe on every one of your rights. And they enjoy fringing on your rights. They're all down with that shit and they want to keep doing it. So if you get everybody vaccinated, we get herd immunity like Texas is showing and it goes way down and everybody can go back about their life. They can no longer say, oh, no, you can't. And they want you. They want you in your mask. They want you in your house so they can take away your guns and install what is in America? S1, two new states, no filibuster, and replace you with 30 million fucking migrants. That's what they want to do. They don't want to ever lose. They don't even understand that in their scenario, they'll be voted out of office eventually. Juan Valdez will be president because you're going to change the demographics so much that Latinos will be the dominant class. And do they think, do you really think they're going to vote for your bony ass? Eventually it breeds out. By that, you don't adhere to liberal dogma. You go back to Catholicism, which doesn't believe in third trimester abortion, live birth abortion, and all this bullshit you're pushing. And every study that's ever been done with legal migrants is, fuck those motherfuckers come across the border. Send them home. But what's Biden want to do? He wants to pay him money. Yeah, they just throw money at everything. Yeah. Money, 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 money. And then the coup de grace. 
the beautiful catch. Project Veritas. I think I, I think we got him through this term. We would always show shots of him jogging. Him and aviator shades and like a, like you paint him as a young geriatric. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were so that's that's I think that's probably it. Look what we did. We got Trump back. I am a hundred percent gonna say it. And I hundred percent believe it that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is gonna be for climate change awareness. Do you think it's gonna be just like a lot of like fear? Like climate. Yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. No one ever says it, those things out loud, but it's obvious. And what is it you do? Technical director, it's one step down from director. It's our, it's going to be our focus. Like, uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office. Without saying it, that's what it was. Trump uh, was hand was shaking or whatever, and he was losing it. He's unfit. We were creating a story there. So that's, that's, I think that's probably it. So I'm standing here at 30 Hudson Yards. Warner Media is in right there. That's CNN's. Corporate headquarters were in New York City. Jim Shudo just walked out. Funny enough, I asked him about the videos we have just obtained of a CNN director, Charlie Chester, on tape for years. We've heard that CNN is the most trusted name in news, but a CNN director is on tape telling us that they're propaganda, helping a certain political candidate, employees admitting what we've always known to be true. This time, it's on tape. Look what we did. We got Trump back. I am 100% going to say it. And I 100% believe it, that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. I really don't think so. Really? I think if COVID had, I think if COVID hadn't happened, it wouldn't have mattered what covered. Trump would still be in office. Oh. I, I no, I believe. No, I, I, I came to CNN because I wanted to be a part of that. So Chester says that CNN is responsible for getting Trump out of office and helping Biden through his term. Listen to this tape. Chester and Hoffman believe CNN managed to get Trump out of office. Their words, and Chester calls CNN propaganda. Yeah, I mean, like Trump, we did it. Like when Trump uh, was, uh, I, I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever. Like we brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation. That he was like neurological damage, like that, that he was losing it. He's unfit to, you know, whatever. We were, we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were. So that's, that's, I think that's probably the end of it, you know? Um, we had nothing else to run with at that time. We were like, just taking shots off the bow, just hoping something would hit, you know? I guess I have a, a, a confession. I, I worry about Biden and his, and, his men, and his health, I guess. Your news health? What? You no, said, I said Biden, our, our president. Like, I, I want to just, like, literally, I just want to, like, take care of him and make sure he's okay. Like, he's definitely, the whole thing of him running during the entire president, like, run for the campaign, showing him jogging is obviously a deflection of his age, and they're trying to make him like, oh, healthy. Is that what we did? I, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? We would always show shots of him jogging. Yeah. And that I'm healthy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And 
him and Aviator Shades and like a, like you paint him as a young geriatric. I like so many arguments about like my dad be like you're um, you know you're voting in Kamala Harris because he's gonna die in the presidency. And I'm like. Die. Right, I don't just But die. I'm okay with that. Right. I'm okay with that. I think she could she'd be probably a bitch. be better, but she probably could be a bitch in like a board meeting. Yeah. And you'd hate her as a boss. But she's real and better than what we've had. Right. Regardless. Yeah. I don't I don't see I think I, I think we got him through this term. Even after Biden was sworn in, CNN still seemed to maintain a bias in the reporting according to Chester. And then so there are complaints that like we're not covering that Biden trip up the stairs. Oh, did you? Like we talked about it briefly, but... But you talk about that briefly. You don't make that a huge Okay, no, but the, the fact that we talk about the truck tripping is part, is a bigger nuance. It's a nuanced conversation because did, that's a sign Did we harp on Trump tripping? I think we talked about it a little bit. As long as we talk about it a little bit with Biden, then I think we're... But like, we didn't cover it all on Don. Like, we didn't talk about it. Whereas, if it had been Trump tripping up the stairs... Chester didn't just take credit for Trump's loss. He also alleges it was CNN's, quote, focus. They were focused on getting Trump out of office. Chester also believes that in the current news cycle, there is, quote, COVID fatigue. Chester saying that CNN has a game plan to fix that fatigue. I think there's just like a COVID fatigue. So like whenever a new story comes up, they're gonna latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're gonna start focusing mainly on climate, um, uh, climate like global warming and like that's gonna be our next like um, I don't know, like, what's the word? Um, it's our, it's gonna be our focus. Like, uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is gonna be for climate change awareness. What does that look like? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I have a feeling it's just gonna be like constantly showing videos of like decline and ice and weather warming up and like the effects it's having on the economy and, and really talking about that? The head of the network, like just... Who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker, yeah. I imagine that he's got his counsel and they've all like discussed like where they think... Um, so that's like the next... Pandemic like story like that will, yeah, that will will beat to death. But that one's got longevity. You know what I mean? It's not like there's a definitive ending to the pandemic or, you know, like it'll taper off to a point that it's, you know, not a problem anymore. Probably think it's going to take years, so they'll probably be able to milk that for quite a bit, you know, so. So, so climate change overload. Be prepared, it's coming. <laughs> Stories, like right now, um, we had an inside track right now where two stories are going to be pushed. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing to see. We're going to 
We're gonna hone in. Focus on that. I love it. But that's but that's a fair thing. You saw that coming. But to commit to that as a network. You said it's gonna be like the new COVID. I feel like well, that's the way it was built. Um, unless that was just a call to arms to get people to start writing, and and then we'll assess it. I don't know, but. Do you think it's gonna be just like a lot of like fear, like climate? Yeah, fear sells. Jeff Zucker, I think you need to change your motto, the most trusted name in news. Your own employees, your own director is on tape actually telling the American people what we all believe to be true. The question is... Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was. Why isn't Charlie Chester willing to say the private part publicly? He'll say it privately, but he insists it's important to conceal it, to hide it from people. And that's the question, Mr. Zucker. Why is it so important to hide the truth of what you're really trying to do from the people? Caught, CNN staffer admits network reported propaganda to get Trump out of office. I think that's propaganda. James O'Keefe of Project Veritas released new video featuring CNN technical director bragging about creating anti-Trump narrative. Breaking part one, CNN director admits network engaged in propaganda to remove Trump from presidency. Our focus is getting Trump out of office. I came to CNN because I wanted to be part of that. Holy crap. You need to watch this. Sometimes Veritas videos are underwhelming. This one is not. He's just admitting it. So why would we believe there's an Apple now? You're basically just promoting whatever agenda the left wants. And it's just not CNN. We beat up on CNN on this show, but fuck, it's, it's everything. You can't get away from it. As we go into a short woke segment. Here's a fucking reporter reporting about a hoax. And at no time does she say... It's a hoax. Turn it up. Turn it on. Rock it like we bear to the bone. Get on the floor. Run it loose. Gotta put these two left feet to use. If you need education in the part of scene, that's the thing you can dance with me. This ain't no joke. Turn up. Let's get a walk. students tell me progress is being made but more still needs to be done today was about mental health and what resources are available here on campus to students as they are fighting these injustices Violence is violence! It's day three of some Albion College students boycotting class. Students say they are fighting for racial injustices happening on campus. Freshman. So we start our ra-ra-ra-ra-woke. Rod Drescher. And I'm going to do the right thing because I put it over here so I wouldn't fuck it up this time. Yeah. And now it's going to open. A reader in a master program for education leaked to me CRT document from a course required for graduation. It's straight up racist ideological indoctrination. Again, what are they preparing the, the country for? Based on what you've learned about CRT's second tenet, whiteness is property. Who questions decisions that are made when he needs a black or brown students are seemingly considered before white students. 
How do you believe equity can ever be reached in schools of whiteness as property continues to question why some of its rights are being infringed on by those who do not seemingly represent whiteness? Dare writes, note how there are no answers for the underperformance of minority students in class other than white racism. These ideologues insist that reality must conform to the tenets of the ideology. It's a fucking cult. I asked again, as I did last week, what are they preparing us for? The identity commissars are expanding their reach and red states must draw the line. No race essentialism, collective guilt, or neo-segregation in public institutions. And that is the way they need to fight it. They need to call out racial essentialism as racism. They need to highlight how it advocates neo-segregation and reminds people that separate is inequally inherent. These questions are intended to allow you to take a deeper dive into this tenet and cannot be answered without shallow thoughts. They look no further than the next What next to destroy, which is so fucking true. In my program, Foreign Languages, we are forced to cut dramatically the number of courses future teachers have to take in the actual discipline to make room for this kind of courses. Now we graduate teachers who don't know the discipline, but can recite all the woke slogans. Remember, CRT is a theory, not a proven principle or law of nature. The part of it that's that is being promoted states white folks, government, private structures are demonly racist. So to remove racism in the country, those things have to be dismantled. And that's why you're hearing dismantled now. As stated, Jason Whitlock reports facts. Then the Nets don't even report that Marxist leader goes on 3.2 million home buying binge and buys four fucking houses. Paid for by corporations that just didn't want their shit burned. Netflix family sitcom lectures teen girl about white privilege. Congrats. Thanks. Hey, I'm sorry you didn't get in. Yeah. They probably just needed some more diversity. So it makes sense they picked you. Wait, what are you talking about? You know... Nowadays, minorities get all the advantages. Oh, that's going to go bad. Anya Presley, you can't be anti-racist if you're anti-student debt cancellation. See how it works? You can apply it to everything. I could say from now on, if Martin Truex Jr. didn't win, it's because he's Italian. I don't even know what race he is. He's from New Jersey. He's from Jersey. It's Jersey bias. Why do we allow this stuff in our country? Why are we allowing meritocracy to go away? The military, they're demeaning now because it voted for Trump, so thus it must be extremists. Totally works on, you do your motherfucking job. But it has built in, eh, you're black, we gotta promote a bunch of people so they don't burn us down. But no, we're not gonna allow that to continue. We're gonna change it all. We're changing standards, making women fucking be rangers. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Hate crime. Los Angeles Times sees casual racism. And wait for it. Mispronouncing Asian names. Oh, yeah, that's good. 
Uh, let's just put the music on. We're just putting the music on. These motherfucking people. So Asian names. Asian names. Yeah. Because you don't say it right. Nobody in the world has ever said my name right. But I don't think it's racism. I just think I have a fucked up name that people can't pronounce. That's what I think. Let's do it again. Now it makes sense. Hate crime. Los Angeles Times sees casual racism in mispronouncing Asian names. <laughs> Wordsmithing. That's all they do. Uh, here's another one. AP style. It's not racist. Says the term mistress is no longer appropriate. Don't use the term mistress for women who is in a long-term sexual relationship with and is financially supported by a man who is married to someone else. Instead, use an alternative like companion, friend, or lover on first reference and provide additional details later. Is this because there's no male equivalent of the word mistress? Not looking to pick up culture war battle over this. I am generally asking. None of those terms actually convey women sleeping with a married man. If only there was a word who could use to accurately describe such a situation. Two syllables rhymes with mattress. Seems like companion or friend would be inaccurate or needlessly vague if you're writing news, right? Plus, the word lover. Mistress. You change the word... You gain control. Every time we let them change words and the meanings of words, that's why infrastructure seems like a silly little fight that conservatives are doing. Why do you fucking care? la di da di da But you let them change words so they can facilitate a budget, because that's the only way you can do reconciliation, and you let them get away with now immigration is infrastructure. That happened just the last day. That's in the infrastructure. Everything's in infrastructure. Human infrastructure. You can't let them do this. A forfecta of wokeness. Tatiana McGrath update for white people is supposed to be parody, but update for white people. Attraction to black people is racist. Attraction to mixed race people is fetishizing their proximity of whiteness. Marrying a black person is minority sex slavery, but only sleeping with other whites is cat sexual racism. This is really isn't that difficult, folk. I am racist no matter what I get it. And these are articles. Actual Is your sexual desire for black people racist? Three questions to reveal the truth. Why celebrating mixed race beauty has its problematic side. You see, they have to reconstruct everything. All for clicks. Capitalism. Asari Q. Namoni takes Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Kahan Cooler and her consulting firm apart in brutal thread. Co-founder, uh, I'm not going to read this. Fuck it. It's about the house again. Sorry. Apathetic. CNN gets royally hammered. It's Prince Ray Philip's comments about other nationalities, often inappropriate, occasionally racist, and sometimes made on visits hosted by the nation who were the subject of them, that most complicates his legacy. Gotta kick a guy in the dick when he's dead. Amy Chua. 
Megan McKinney, Megan Kelly decimates Yale Law School for canceling Amy Chua. Some of you may have seen the Whitey Ann hit job on me, full of false allegations. I did not violate any agreement, nor have I been hosting wild parties during COVID. On the contrary, what I've done is comforted a small handful of students who reach out to me in a moment of crisis, including after the recent spike in discrimination and violence against Asian Americans that we can't really prove because it's black people, so we just got to say it's white people, when they felt the school was not supporting them and they had no one else to turn to. As the only Asian American woman on the academic faculty, I can't imagine any other faculty member would be treated with this kind of disrespect and utter lack of due process. I've attached a letter I circulated to the entire Yale School faculty. Megan Kelly. Now they're trying to cancel Amy Chua for absolutely nothing. Make no mistake, this is retribution for her supporting Brett Kavanaugh. Boom. Of course it is. Of course it is. No. No, you, you can't. No, you can't. You can't step out. No stepping out. Will Smith's upcoming movie, Emancipation, moving to Louisiana because Georgia's strict voter law. There's just one problem. Now this, Will Smith's upcoming film, Emancipation, directed by Antonia Foucault, will no longer be filming in Georgia due to the state's new law. At this moment in time, the nation is coming to terms, blah, 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 Foucault said. A new Georgia voting law, the film is expected, and chaser. Louisiana has voter ID. Most states do. Endangers black people. College faculty remove race from crime alerts. Cornell faculty, Senate prohibits campus police for saying a person's race. Black Lives Matter says the right-wing offensive reporting about the co-founders, co-founders new 1.4 million house continues a tradition of dare by white supremacists. <laughs> oh, you fucking people. I can't stay silent. High school math teacher says that anti-racist training is the opposite of truth in advertising. Barry Weiss. Paul Rossi is a math teacher in New York City. When he requested critical race justice, the head of his school told him he caused harm to vulnerable and unformed thinkers and neurological disturbance in students being as systems. I'm not going to go there. I just wanted to read that line. I just had to read that line. Get the fuck out of here. If we're all racist, we can't be additionally more racist. We're just racist. I'm already a Nazi, KKK, xenophobic, transphobic fucking piece of shit. My actions can no longer make me more. That's where I don't get the right in GOP that are totally silent on this. Come the fuck on, guys. You're already a racist. Swing away to trans fascism. Oh, we got kids involved. Hey, everyone. I'm Jojo Siwa, and I am so excited to be here at the GLAAD Media Awards. I recently just came out as a part of the LGBTQ community. I have the best, most amazing, wonderful girlfriend in the entire world who makes me so, so, so happy. And that is all that matters. I think it's really cool now that kids all around the world who who look up to me can now see that loving who you want to love is 
totally awesome. If you want to fall in love with a girl, if you want to fall in love with a boy, if you want to fall with somebody who is a they, them, or who is non-binary, that is incredible. Love is awesome. You can, you can be in love with whoever you want to be in love with, and it should be celebrated. And amazingly now, today in the world, it is. I think that is really cool that the Trevor Project and GLAAD is so supportive and so amazing. If you are in an unsupportive environment or an unsafe environment, they are here to help, which is so, so, so amazing. I want to tell you all a little quote that my dad told me actually one day. He said, hey man, love is universal. And that really is so, so true. Now, I love that there are so many amazing and inclusive shows for shorties on TV right now. GLAAD has been working closely with kid and family show creators and publishers like Little Bee's Books to help them shape the LGBTQ stories for tween and teen audiences. Now, even the littlest of kids can see what inclusion looks like and soak in their parents, which I think is awesome. The 2021 GLAAD Media Award for Outstanding Children's Programming goes to the Not Too Late Show with Elmo. Congrats. Oh, thank you, Miss Jojo. Oh, Elmo loves your sparkly bow. <laughs> Gee, Elmo's really excited to be here, and Elmo would like to say thank you for this wonderful award. Okay, here goes. <clears throat> Thank you to Sarah, Kate, Ellis, and everybody at GLAD. Oh, Elmo wants to also thank Elmo's mommy and daddy, oh, and Cookie Monster, who is the best co-host ever. Oh, and Elmo's stage manager, Rosita, oh, and Abby, and Big Bird, and Grover, and Ernie, and Bert, and Rudy, and oh, well, everybody. Yeah, Elmo loved making the Not Too Late Show with all of his friends. Oh, oh, and knowing that you liked it too makes Elmo feel really glad. You get it? Glad? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it's almost Elmo's bedtime, but Elmo wants to remind everybody at home, you're amazing just the way you are. Elmo loves you. You're special. Elmo loves you. You're special. Yeah, that's exactly what we need. LGBT child star JoJo Siwa perverts young fans. You can be in love with whoever you want. She's a fucking child. She's a fucking child. Super woke Supergirl cast wants gender surgery for minors. Nicole Manus, this will hurt kids. You should all be ashamed. Breaking. Arkansas becomes the first state to ban gender-confirming treatments. Then the next one, Chrysler Lay. This is a matter of life and death. John Cryer, electoral Republicans think they can win politically by denying the basic human rights of trans people. No, they're children. You can make your dick a canoe when you're an adult. But 80% of you go back, you probably want to have kids some days. Or maybe you don't. I think that's, the once again, that's the overriding thing. When they get all these kids to change their fucking sex, they want to have kids, and we'll save the planet. Damning our youth, GLAAD Media Awards preach that trans youth are anointed and divine, and this is a different star, a black gal getting up there, going fucking crazy, focusing on kids. Self-described queer feminist blue check lawyer rule about why men could call women crazy backfires. Kate Kelly. Reminder, when a man tells you a woman is crazy, there's something she knows about him that he doesn't want you to believe. There are no exceptions to this rule. 
Weird. I just heard a woman call you crazy. How does that fit into the algorithm? That was the first reply. So, boom. Got it. Do some cliff notes. And I fucked it up. There we go. Too big. So, David Hogg, and I ignored all this, wanted to make a pillow company to rival my pillow because he's a racist. Here's his thread quitting. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, a very spontaneous interaction over Twitter between me and William Legate led us to trying to start a progressive pillow company. The goal was, was and still is to create a great pillow that is sustainable, produced in domestic unionized factories, and as a percentage of those profits benefit progressive social causes. We were met with immediate and overwhelming support, but I soon realized that given my activism, schoolwork, and family commitment, I could not give 100% to being a full-time co-founder at a good pillow. Bullshit! After many discussions with Williams and my friends, family and mentors, I made the good faith decision to allow William to bring your vi- our vision to life without me. The vision remains an ethical company that produces products that people need while creating good union-paying jobs and supporting social causes at the same time. I'm incredibly appreciative of those family and friends who reached out support me and i'm thankful for those who support me in this vision effective immediately i've resigned and released all shares any ownership of my control of good pillow llc i want to thank will for his partnership and wish him absolutely nothing but success with the future of good pillow la di da di da goes on for 12 other times because he wants to look like he's important but here it is a little harder than you thought wasn't it there june bug unionized good paying it's a fucking pillow profit margin I don't even want to know what he didn't learn at school. He got a free college. He's getting free college, excuse me. He's a C student. But his wokeness made him an A++. And he didn't learn math. You just don't start a pillow company in the United States with good union jobs that's ethically sourced and give most of your profits to fucking Planned Parenthood. It's not a business model. I'm really sorry for that, but there it is. Then we got this fucking shit. I I, I gotta I gotta stop. I, I gotta get this up. I meant to get this picture and I didn't. Two seconds. They're a fucking cult. Just a fucking cult. So of course, everybody said she looked like a fucking witch, Jill Biden, wearing an outfit that's not her age and the, the overall thing, and I don't know if I covered it. I didn't cover it, but I don't like touching wives, but we had a fashion model that they just dogged, talk shit about since she dressed like a fucking, like she was in a potato sack and they're pushing this Jill Biden, the far right in her wicked witch of the West fucking outfit. So women over 70 rock Jill Biden's risque tights. I never felt this sexy. I never felt this sexy, writer Cheryl Bellman told the Post while trying out a pair of Biden-esque black tights with her black pencil skirt and pearls. I don't like to stick out too much, but now I feel great. Here, Bellman and other stylish sub-septagenarian ladies tackle the whole bold tights trend parading around Manhattan in their own interpretation of Flota's controversial look. Melania broke them, is what people are saying. I never felt this sexy. That's ridiculous. Vomit, puke, barf. World's sexiest grandma are in infrastructure, somebody says. But the best part about it... How many women wore Melania shit in his cult? I'm sure there were some. 
But why do they feel they have to do that? Grow the fuck up. Be an adult. It's inappropriate what she's wearing. She doesn't dress like a first lady. I said it. That's not what you wear off Air Force One. And she was. What the fucking fuck? But she's a liberal and she's a doctor and she's pro-abortion in college. So, you know, your child goes to college, then you abort it. Yeah, so she's down with it. And then, of course, in the new age after Ferguson it started, but really Minneapolis, all these businesses try to be woke. That sums up our world. It just sums up our world. Racism has no place here. And they still fucked your shit up and looted it. It doesn't matter. I don't understand. I know you're scared of Trump and you're scared or uh, scared of Biden and scared of fucking Twitter. I got it. It ain't easy. It just ain't easy. I got it. I got it. It's hard, man. It's a hard nut to crime trying to make the bottom line. You don't want to get woke. You don't, I mean, you don't want to get taken out by the wokesters. I totally understand. But they're still going to get you. They're still going to fuck you. So, going to do a lighter fare. SNL for the first time. I haven't laughed this hard in so long off the first one, which is an IBS ad. <laughs> it's so funny. And then they tipped out on the, the branch for a second and actually dogged our current Twitterati. And I was kind of shocked, but I laughed at the same time. Special moments are meant to be enjoyed, not spent worrying about your irritable bowel syndrome. I'll be right back. But Ryan's solo is coming up. It can strike at any time. Robbing you of life's special moments. But now there's help with Trimfalta. Trimfalta is a once daily pill that helps control your IBS instead of it controlling you so you can enjoy more of life's special moments oh my god who did this oh, it's everywhere on the wall trimfalta works by slowing your body's digestive process decreasing the intensity and volatility of bowel movements so you can get back to what really matters what i tell you because some of life's moments are too important to miss. Stop the concert. Kids, I'm sorry. Someone has done something very, very bad in the bathroom. Something very disrespectful. Who did this filth? Didn't you shut the f- Consult your doctor before use. Side effects may include... Something is wrong with you, you sick son of a bitch. Side effects may include... You just lit up the toilet. You just lit the whole damn thing up. Side effects... I have kids. Oh, damn. Never miss a special moment again. If you say anything, I will destroy your life. What? You're watching Paramount+. Plus. We thought of the plus thing before Disney. We now return to the Star Trek prequel, Star Charter Andromeda. 
What's the situation, Corporal? It's not good, sir. The solar flare scrambled the ship's computers. All propulsion and guidance systems have gone dark. The ship is dead, and we're heading toward the Medusa black hole. If we cross its event horizon, there's no escape. How do we fix this? We've tried everything. Nothing seems to work. There's got to be a way. Does anyone have an idea? Um, hi. I know I'm just a console op, but maybe we could try unplugging it and plugging it back in. What? Are you serious? That's ridiculous. <gasps> I'm sorry. I'm such a big, dumb idiot. McKenna, wait! I can't believe you just did that! Uh, who were they, and what was that? I don't know who they are, but I always see them in the hallway having intense conversations in hushed tones. Yes, and according to the crew logs, Captain, they just graduated from a small, expensive Starfleet Academy. You know, my gut tells me they're just rich white kids who, for the first time, are experiencing a world that doesn't revolve around them. All right, well, we've got bigger problems. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Thank you, Zachary. I mean, they're toxic. This whole place is literally toxic. <laughs> the antimatter accelerator. We could route its power to propulsion systems. The risk of overload is very high, Captain. That is a very dangerous option. But it just might work. Um, excuse me. Zachary, don't. No, they were wrong. McKenna is too polite and awesome and beautiful to say it, so I will. I think you owe her an apology. I don't owe her a thing. We're dealing with a life and death emergency. <gasps> your friend. McKenna is dealing with a lot right now. You have no idea. A lot? It, is it worse than drifting into a black hole? Yes. Her parents might be selling her childhood home. Might be? Zachary, McKenna's threatening to jump out into space. No. No, McKenna. check on her? No, she threatens to jump out into space every day. It's fine. Captain, if we're going to power up the antimatter accelerator, we need to do it now. Think carefully, Captain. The lives of every soul on board are at stake. I would, I would like to speak my truth to you. Not now. Yes. Yes, now. Go ahead, McKenna. I will not let you take my power away. My name is McKenna McLord Davies, and my voice has value. My best friend's voice has value. Get your finger out of my face. Oh my god, let go of me! You're hurting me! You're killing him! You're on videotape, ma'am. Stop assaulting my friend! I am not. When a commanding officer asks you to do something, you do it. You understand? My arm. She broke my arm. You broke his arm. Everyone quiet. Look. We're not approaching a black hole. We're already inside it. Sir, she broke my arm. I need the rest of the day off. All right, put these guys in the airlock now. <laughs> that is some funny ass shit. And that's the first time I've watched that's not taped by accident. And it was way funny. So this wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Please share it with your family and friends. Go to foppodcast.com for the audio and video. Go to foppodcast.com to get past shows. You can click, 
the click the link to Rumble and to SoundCloud. Make sure you disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yeahs, and we're gonna tune back in on the 18th. If we don't do it the 18th, it'll be the 20th. I still don't know what we're doing on Sunday. But if we don't do the 18th, well, no, we'll do the 19th. So it's either 18th or 19th. I got a doctor's appointment in the morning, uh, crack clinic, and then uh, that was it for the day. So um, we can probably, we'll just shoot for the 19th, get a good show going. Hopefully we'll change some subjects. I hope all of you are enjoying your spring. Get out and get fishing. We're about to get into the good time. Get you some bass. Watch Richmond this weekend. I'm sure it's going to be a good good race. And as always, thanks for watching and take care. Bye-bye.